Not going to lie, on particularly long Fridays like today, Rebecca Black's song Friday, you know, from 2011, gets stuck in my head. (sighs) Will it ever leave me? Today, by the way, is Friday, October 16th, and it's exactly two weeks until my birthday. Hi and hello. You found the podcast for moms who don't have time for podcasts. You can think of me as your internet bestie as we share recommendations, laugh about the ridiculous things we see online, and cheer each other on. I'm Indiana Adams, and today, by the way, is the short and sweet podcast that hopefully brightens your day. I am so glad you're here. I'm glad I said that about my birthday because I have Chris right here. Chris, you have my birthday present ready? Already bought, received one of them today, and the other one is on its way. Whoa, 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 whoa. I did not yet provide my birthday wish list to you, so how is the gift already bought? You don't even have to, girl. It's the 16th of October. It's also our 16th year of marriage, and I know. I know you, girl. I know what you want, and I got it. We shall see. In two weeks' time, we shall see. I am going to get it in a box that's at least... I'm fine if it's the Amazon box, but it should at least be wrapped. Usually, you just hand me the Amazon box. I think I have some gift bags and tissue paper. All right, yeah. I mean, are you even a mom if you don't have a gift bag full of other gift bags that you've saved from other people? Well, I am not a mom, but I do know where those are stored. Well, I have Chris on today because it's always fun to have Chris on when I don't have a formally scripted show. But we were talking earlier today about things that we do that we didn't realize that other people did differently. So... The age-old example is toilet paper. When you have a roll of toilet paper hung, does it go, does the paper go over the roll or does it go under the roll? Always over. I agree with that. Is there another reason why you would make it go under? Is there, I need to know from a person, because you and I both agree on that. We always hang it over the top. We need someone who puts it under to explain their philosophy. Why? And you can remain anonymous, too. I don't know how they would remain anonymous if they're emailing me or DMing me, but sure, if you have a troll account, feel free to use that. Don't you have a contact form on your website? I do, but you were required to put your name in. I guess you could just put, like, Donkey Kong Jr. or something. (laughs) Or Diddy Kong. Sure, any of those will do. Okay, so that's an example. Oh, this is a simple thing that I do, and I did not realize that other people do things differently. This came about because I asked Chris to draw a star. You may have seen this on my Instagram earlier today. I asked Chris to draw a star and he starts at the top. When I say a star, I mean like the kind where it's one single line and you're doing all five points. He starts at the top. I can't even figure out how to start at the top. I start at the lower left point. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go to Instagram stories on Indiana Adams and you will see us both try to draw a star. I do it the correct way. Chris does it some totally strange way. Like Yoda said, do or do not. There is no try. I didn't try. I did it. I did it the right way that it's supposed to be done. I honestly thought you were trolling me when I said draw a star and you started at the top. I was like, no, no, you do not draw a star like that. Do you really draw a star like that? Of course, because that's the way it's done. Well, so far in the polls, you are losing. There are a few people that do start at the top, but I'm convinced that you all might actually be lefties. Chris is 
a right-handed person, but he swears he was actually supposed to be a left-handed person. That's true. I was one of the last who had the uh, crayon taken out of their hand or the pencil taken out of their hand and put into the, out of my left hand and put into my right hand. But what makes you think that you were supposed to be a lefty? Uh, Both of my parents are also left-handed. And in preschool, I started out writing left-handed and the teachers kept taking my pencils and crayons away. So I'm convinced that if you are a person that starts your star at the top or any other point, I can't imagine. Can you imagine someone starting at any other point besides top or lower left? I can't. Anyway, I'm convinced that if you started at the top, you were probably a lefty or you were meant to be a lefty. All us righties start at the lower left. Okay. Anyway, that's that's a little warm up. I have a few more. When you are putting your toothpaste on your toothbrush, do you wet your brush first? Of course. Why wouldn't you? I do not. And what do you do instead? When you wanted to confirm which do you do first, I had to actually go into the bathroom and try it because I was like, I think I, I think I do what you do. And you're like, no, 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 we've had this discussion before. And so I went and mimicked it. And no, I put the toothpaste on my brush dry and then I wet it. And then you cry about losing your toothpaste in the sink. When have I shed tears over toothpaste in the sink? That may have been an exaggeration, but I can say that probably a whole tube of toothpaste worth of toothpaste has gone down the drain this way. No, I think it sticks better to the brush when the brush is dry. I think when the brush is wet, it's too slippery and then the toothpaste falls off. But then if that were the truth and that were the case, then it wouldn't wash off when you put it in the water. But sometimes when I put it on, I am not putting it on hard enough. That's the reason. It's just a toothbrush. Why you got to jam it on there? We are going to make some polls in the Instagram stories on the Today by the Way account, not my personal account, just so you can know where you stand amongst our Today by the Way community. These are the polls and the votes that you truly care about in this (laughs) election season. (laughs) Okay, okay. So toilet paper under over, star top or lower left, toothbrush, water before or after toothpaste. I have another toothbrushing adjacent question. When do you do your first brush of the day? Before breakfast or after breakfast? Growing up, I always did it after breakfast because that way you have your nice minty fresh breath after you've eaten. But lately, as in in adulthood, I have done it before breakfast because I need to get my routine going and then go eat. I wake up with swamp mouth because I sleep in a retainer. So I take it out and I almost immediately have to brush. Sometimes sometimes I just take the kids to school without taking my retainer out, and then I'll just brush when I get home. Whoa, whoa, whoa. you wear your retainer in the car? Yeah, sometimes if I'm running really late. Oh, I did not know this. I just, I don't want to take it out and not brush my teeth. Okay, then. Can you attest that I do wake up with swamp mouth? <laughs> I don't know. We don't really kiss like that in the morning. <laughs> No, and you're up way earlier than I am, so that that explains why. We are, we're not not affectionate in the morning. Just one of us is awake and the other one is not. That's right. Okay, okay. I have another one. Macaroni and cheese. Everybody makes macaroni and cheese. I want to know if you are a person who follows the directions on the spine of the box or if you are a person there, like you don't wait till the water boils, you go ahead and just like start with the water and the noodles together in the pot and then you boil it all together and then you drain it and then you just kind of throw the milk and butter and the cheese powder in together. Or if you're a person that 
follows the directions. The directions say, let the water boil, then add the noodles. And then there's specific things you have to put in first, like the the butter goes before the milk and the cheese. I think this really is actually a broader question about one's gestalt of life. And what I mean by that... Yes, please explain what the gestalt of life means. For any activity which one is going to undertake, and perhaps undertake regularly, you're going to move from unconscious incompetence. You don't know what you don't know and can't do. And then you're going to move to conscious incompetence, like, oh, I don't know how to do that, so I'm going to have to read the the directions. And then you're going to move to conscious competence, and so you know what you're doing, and you know how to do it, and then it's just going to be unconscious competence. You're just going to know what to do. So, for example, with macaroni and cheese, here's a little pro tip. You don't have to follow the directions on the box, but when you have boiled and drained the noodles... You throw your butter in because that's going to melt. And then you throw your cheese sauce in, but then you don't have to measure your milk. You take the empty cheese packet, pour your milk in there, and then pour it in. And that's the perfect amount of milk. That's so bizarre. I've never seen you make macaroni and cheese. It's dawning on me. Kraft macaroni and cheese is not really a food that we prepare and serve with dinner together as a family. It's more like Oh, shoot. I'm solo. (laughs) This is easy. Let me get this done. I follow the directions on the box, not because I'm incompetent. I think that the the directions on the box are the directions for a reason. And so I follow them. You you really follow them? I mean, you don't have to eyeball or you you can't just play it by ear? No, I measure the two tablespoons of butter. I measure out the one quarter cup of milk. I know exactly what the directions say to do. But no, I follow the directions and do the steps. Why does that surprise you? Because my my next question to you would be, how many boxes of macaroni and cheese would you say you have made in your life? Over under 200? We have to pause this ridiculous conversation to spotlight our October sponsor, The Upper Room. These days, I'm finding comfort in the small things that make me feel more grateful and grounded in life. For me, that is the sweet after-school car ride conversations that I get to have with the kids. It's reading a book on my screened porch, and it's laughing with you guys about this podcast and interacting with our thoughtful community on social media. Things that I can count on every day to help me be a more thankful person. Things like the Upper Room Daily Devotional Guide. You can count on the Upper Room for daily inspiration, community, and prayer. It's interdenominational and the only devotional magazine written by its readers, just ordinary people who have encountered God in daily situations. The Upper Room is here for you every day through your email, their custom app, or their printed magazine, which has been around for over 80 years and has 5 million readers worldwide. I've been getting their emails for a couple weeks now, and I appreciate having that daily encouragement pointing me to what really matters. Today, by the way, friends can enjoy a free 30-day trial of the Upper Room's email or app service by visiting upperroom.org slash welcome. That's U-P-P-E-R-R-O-O-M dot org slash welcome to get your first 30 days free. Okay, now back to the show. How many boxes of macaroni and cheese would you say you have made in your life? Over under 200? Oh, under. Really? <laughs> you think I've made more than 200 boxes of macaroni and cheese? I don't really like cheese. But I thought in college you ate it all the time. No, I was on ramen noodles in college. Oh, okay. Well, 
All right. Oh, oh, oh. In college, I had Easy Mac when I would eat it. Ugh. <laughs> it's gross because it's so salty. That didn't matter to me. But no, it, if I was eating it in college, it was Easy Mac. So it wasn't, you know, the traditional blue box. Huh. Okay. I, what about high school? I never, I ate Taco Bell and McDonald's in high school. I literally never turned on the stove in my house growing up. Not even once. Wait, can you do macaroni in the microwave? Like regular in the box macaroni? It's inadvisable. You, you see, I, I, anyway, yeah, I never made macaroni. I cannot remember using the stove in my house growing up even one time. I would not advise making macaroni and cheese in the mac, in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> we have a special appliance just for macaroni and cheese. It's called a microwave. <laughs> Uh, very would... large waves it gets the macaroni done quickly we haven't we haven't patented that yet don't tell them yet guys don't steal our invention we're gonna be bazillionaires yes but if you do use the microwave then <laughs> you have to stir it too often and it's just a hassle easier on the stove i can't believe we talked about mac and cheese for this long i thought for sure that would just be like a quick answer and move on so let's move on but shall we i really do want to emphasize the cheese packet milk that's that's a, that's a big big deal. Hold up. You pour the liquid milk into this the white silver package? Yes, because as a lazy high schooler, I found that that was the correct amount of milk as long as you gently tear off the wrapper from the top and that way you don't have to dirty up a measuring cup. It doesn't occur to me to pour a liquid into something that was not meant to hold a liquid. It's only there for a couple seconds. Okay, well, I'm saying that would never have occurred to me. You're either a mad genius or just super lazy. Or both. <laughs> or both. Okay, okay, we are going to move on. I know you could go on about mac and cheese all day. But I want to know when you buckle your seatbelt. Do you buckle it before or after you turn the the key to start the car? Most often it would be before. So you get in the car you buckle your seatbelt, then you put your foot on the brake and start the ignition. That's correct. Or actually, maybe I get in the car, put my foot on the brake, then put my seatbelt on, then turn the key in the ignition. Can you recall how I do it? Do, do you want to wager a guess? I would bet that you do it after you start the car. I do it when I'm down the driveway. So after you start the car. So after I start the car. And then sometimes I don't get it until we get onto the street and then a child will pipe up. Mom, you need to buckle your seatbelt. Or the seatbelt alarm will go off. That's why they're saying that, because the seatbelt alarm is annoying them. And and it should. Okay, so you do seatbelt, and then you start the car. And then I go, start the car, back it down the driveway, seatbelt, and then I go. All right, all right. Okay, here's one I've never thought about before. But I'm curious if you put on your socks first or your pants first. I don't know this about you because, like I said, you wake up way earlier than I do. And you get ready. Do you get ready in the closet or the bathroom? I don't even know. The closet's connected to our bathroom. I know. But are you standing in the carpeted part of the closet or are you standing in the tile part of the bathroom? Usually in the bathroom. So you take your clothes out of the closet and get dressed in the bathroom part. That's correct. Okay. So what goes on first, your pants or your socks? Socks, generally speaking. Unless I have to go dig in the dryer for socks. Huh. No. I always put my pants on first and then socks. I rarely wear socks, though. Don't your feet get cold? My feet only get cold at night when I'm sleeping. And then you wear socks. And then I wear socks. But I'm not wearing pants. So there's that. <laughs> that was TMI. It's okay. You want to go back to TMI? Can we talk about, can we talk about toilet paper a little bit more? 
<laughs> you don't remember how <laughs> Chris's face is like, don't go there. Don't go there. I told you not to go there. Okay. This, we won't talk about, the only reason why I want to ask is because I know it's a pet peeve of yours, like how much toilet paper I use and the girls use. And so I'm curious if other women, females that listen to the show have the same toilet paper usage that I have, which is when I use toilet paper, I pull it out and I create a wad. And Chris would prefer that I have a set amount of squares. I have put the microphone up to his face and he is refusing to talk. My son and I live in a house full of women and I understand that women need to use toilet paper for both uh, functions and I therefore would expect there to be more use, but I would also imagine and desire that the women in my house would be judicious in their use of toilet paper. Chris has this impression of Lucy pulling toilet paper out of the roll where he thinks she just like, like lets it all unroll and then wads it up and uses it. Because that's what happens. No, she doesn't. Have you seen what's happened on our bathroom floors when the toilet paper just... It's like somebody TP'd our bathroom. I, I do see random squares of toilet paper, but I always assume that's from someone going in and blowing their nose and using toilet paper. Or seven or eight or ten squares of toilet paper just laying around. You, wait, did you do you think that seven is too many squares of toilet paper? <laughs> just, I'm just curious. I need, to, I need to go look at seven squares of toilet paper. I'm trying to think, like... I mean, I've never counted how much is in my wad, but it's got to be at least seven, at minimum. I can't believe seven is the number that you started with. It's too much. I mean, <laughs> like if I were going to talk about like a crazy number of toilet paper squares, I'd start at like, I don't know, 30? Like, oh, she uses like 30 pieces of toilet paper. Like 20 even seems reasonable to me. 30, I'm like, I don't know. Actually, I need to look. Oh, hold on. We got a roll of toilet paper right here. I'm going to roll out seven. Can you hold the microphone? Okay. One, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, seven's a decent. Oh, no. No, seven's too small. That's only seven? I wouldn't even blow my nose with just seven. It would go right through. That doesn't even make a nice wad. I need one. So that that's the toilet paper problem, Chris. That's the toilet paper problem. At no point did I declare seven was too many. I just said that that would be what was laying on the floor. Now, anchoring bias is making you assume that that's what I meant. I'm not saying what number is appropriate or not, but I am <laughs> saying that, that there is an amount at which point it becomes wasteful. Okay, I just pulled out what I think is a good amount of toilet paper for anybody to use, male, female, child, adult. Do you want to guess how many squares are in here? 15 to 20. Yeah, there's like 14. It's double seven. Hmm. Okay, interesting. So I can tell that Chris is really uncomfortable with where this conversation is going. So we won't end on toilet paper. We will end on peanut butter and jelly. He started to bring this one up when we were discussing what we'd talk about on the show. And then he's like, oh, save it for the show, save it for the show. And he wanted to know how y'all make peanut butter and jelly. If you put, what's your question? It's whether you put peanut butter on both sides of the bread. Peanut butter goes on one of the slices because it's called peanut butter and jelly, not peanut butter, jelly, and peanut butter. It's still 
by definition, two ingredients. It's peanut butter and jelly. It's also bread, and bread is made of flour and water and sugar. So it's way more than two ingredients if you want to get technical. We're talking about just the sandwich ingredients. Okay. So when you make a sandwich, if you have to send it for travel and a kid's lunch, when you put the peanut butter on both sides, whether it's jelly or honey or mayonnaise, whatever else may be. What, peanut butter and mayonnaise? (laughs) Did you just? No, no one's eating peanut butter and mayonnaise, not even Lucy, and mayonnaise is one of her, like, I would say mayonnaise is in her top five favorite foods. Isn't the Elvis sandwich peanut butter and banana and mayonnaise? There is no mayonnaise involved. There's not at all mayonnaise involved. Okay, well, anyway, when you put the peanut butter on both sides, then your honey or jelly doesn't cause the bread to get soggy. And so it makes it the transport of the sandwich much better. Okay, I do remember putting peanut butter on both slices of bread when we would freeze peanut butter and jellies for Jude to take to school during the week. But I'm talking about if you're making peanut butter and jelly for yourself to eat, like right away, there's really no need to do peanut butter, jelly, peanut butter. If you're eating it, you don't need to worry about soggy bread. That's true. Okay, so you do it your way, I do it my way. Anyway... The whole reason why we were talking about this is because the theme of the show is like, oh, I didn't know you do that differently. And I think as mothers, we we find out like, oh, there's different ways to do this. Like I remember when I mentioned to Hannah Turk that I make eggs in the microwave and she's like, what? And I was like, it's really simple. And now she makes eggs in the microwave. So we're always learning from each other. I'm never going to draw a star starting at the top. But maybe, you know, maybe I will start putting peanut butter on both slices of bread. You're right. That. It probably does help it to not get soggy. Never thought about it. Because if I'm making a peanut butter and jelly, I'm eating it like right away. Okay, friend, that's it for today. Like I said, there are some Instagram story polls up at today, by the way, and you can share with our community where you stand on these things. I cannot believe we spent so much time talking about mac and cheese. Join me Monday as we go a little deeper on this theme of, oh, I didn't know you did things differently. Our Facebook group is called My Internet Besties. I love it there. We laugh about the show. We solicit advice from one another. We share good deals. And I hope that we can get some regular features going, like small victories that we can share with each other. Find it at facebook.com slash groups slash my internet besties. Have a good weekend. October is slipping through our fingers, so enjoy it. Eat pumpkin Reese's, try that pumpkin cream cold brew, and let your kids carve a pumpkin. Few things are more satisfying than squeezing pumpkin guts. Except for maybe making a peanut butter and jelly and eating it right away. Today is a new day, and friend, I am cheering you on. Chris, do you want to do the intro? You've never done the intro before. Hello. Today, by the way, is Saturday. No, this is going up tonight. (laughs) This is going up tonight. There's no way. Yeah, there is. It's only 10.30. (laughs) That you dollars to donuts. This is not up by eleven fifty nine fifty nine. Okay, I don't know what betting dollars to donuts means, but yeah, I can get this up by midnight. Hello, and yesterday, by the way, was Friday, <laughs> October the sixteenth, two thousand and twenty, also known as Feral Cat Day in America. It is actually Feral Cat Day. I'm impressed that you knew that.